This episode is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. My name is Kenny Buller, and as the host of Second Floor Podcast, we are extremely proud to say that we are partners and affiliated with Alberta Podcast Network. Enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to hang out with uh, Adam, the CEO and founder of Dojo Launch, as well as myself, your host, Kenny Buller, on the Second Floor Podcast. Welcome, Adam, to the Second Floor, my man. How's your day going today? It's going well, man. It's going well. I've been really excited to uh, get on this podcast. Awesome, man. Absolutely. I uh, just want to give you a quick shout out, man. I remember you know, when you slid into my DMs and I saw that you, you know, wanted to connect uh, just based off of what you saw, what I was doing through, uh, you know, my own, you know, currently right now, small martial arts studio. And you were able to say uh, and actually ask more of what I was doing to see if you are able to help out in some capacity. And, you know, I just really resonated with everything that you said in our chat, man, as a fellow martial artist like yourself, I'm obviously going to let you uh, share your story soon here, but I just find that in today's day and age where a lot of what we do is connecting with people virtually to see someone as young and inspiring as you are, who genuinely wants to help people out is huge. And, you know, you're someone who mentioned like, you're not even from my city, but you somehow came across my page and you recognize some of the things I was doing right. And you gave me like just free tangible advice and great marketing strategies that I could already use. And, you know, I made my promise to you that I want to get back in some capacity in the future when I'm ready. Uh, but I just, goes to show man the character you have and just how helpful you are and I just wanted to mention that and give you the opportunity now to share you know what got you into uh, wanting to be uh, a part of growing martial arts studios across North America. Um, I'd love to just give you the chance here to share a little bit of your story and, and how that has come about to where you are today. Yeah thanks so much man I really appreciate that. Yeah you know um I saw your Instagram and uh, I thought you had a, like a really killer brand and that's why I reached out and I'm really glad we connected because it's led us to this. Um, but um, yeah, so I started martial arts on my ninth birthday. Um, you know, growing up, uh, I always like watched all those like old school Kung Fu movies. And um, I remember watching like UFC and like the late, like um, Anderson Silva was one of the first UFC fighters I ever saw and watching him like, blew my mind when I was a kid, you know, and um, ever since I saw that, like, I, I looked at martial arts as, like, kind of like a superpower, like, uh, people who do martial arts are, like, superheroes, right, and um, I always, like, begged my parents to put me in some kind of martial art, but, um, you know, I, it was just, like, we were moving around a lot, and we never got around to it, um, but on my ninth birthday, uh, my parents surprised me with uh, my first ever Taekwondo lesson, and um, that's when my journey started, man. So, um, you know, from there, I fell in love with Taekwondo, started uh, uh, going up all the ranks, you know, got to black belt, competed all over Ontario. And then um, in, in high school, you know, once I reached like a black belt level in Taekwondo, I was craving something else, something different. So then I started exploring Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then I found my new love for that. And I was doing, you know, both of those at the same time. And uh, it, it was really awesome, man, like um, doing martial arts from a young age, like it taught me so many things from like uh, building confidence to like focus and like respecting the people around me. And the lessons I learned from martial arts were things that I was applying not only on the mats, but everywhere else in my life. And it was helping me out so much. And then, um, so in high school, like once, you know, I was a black belt in Taekwondo and I was a blue belt in Jiu Jitsu by that time, I started uh, teaching classes at my parents' martial arts gym. And um, it was, it was awesome. Like there was headaches, you know, teaching kids, you know, stuff like that. But it was cool to like, you know, give some of my expertise back to the youth. And it was a great experience there. And then um, my last year of high school, um, at my parents' martial arts gym, they had a position open in the office 
and uh, they needed someone to do like you know the admin work and the sales and marketing and uh, to be honest like other than like being their instructor I never worked another job before right and I was kind of like going a little bit crazy teaching all the kids and everything so it was a perfect opportunity so I went I jumped in there my last year of high school and uh, yeah man it was crazy like my first month there I broke their like all-time sales record I think they had like their um, their record was like 24 memberships right in one month and um, I got them like 34 in my first month and nice. I never done like sales or marketing before I was like oh my god like I could, like they've been around for 14 years and I, I'm some like kid from high school who just broke their sales record in my first month there like if I can do that what else is possible right so um, over the next couple of years like I just started grinding at my parents' martial arts gym. Um, I have the mentality of like, if I'm going to do something, I want to be like the best at it. You know, I don't want to do something and half-ass it because it's it's a waste of time, right? So um, at that time, my focus was just helping my parents build their gym. And I wanted them to be, you know, the biggest gym, not only in their city, but a recognized brand. And, um, you know, I wanted to take them to that next level and really give back to my parents, you know, so... Um, yeah, over the next couple of years, like after high school, I started helping them with a lot of their sales and marketing. And um, to be honest, it wasn't like uh, it, it wasn't like just a straight line up, you know, like there was a lot of bumps in the road, uh, tried out like ads multiple times and lost money, tried out like lots of different sales techniques that didn't work. But um, in martial arts, you know, you learn that whenever you take a loss it's not really a loss if you learn from it right so with everything that happened from failing at ads to uh, trying out different techniques that didn't work I just took it as a learning lesson and um, you know continue to improve and then um, yeah eventually like I started to hit my stride with like the marketing and everything like I started um, running some Facebook ad campaigns for them that were like generating leads at like a really really low cost per lead and um they were having like new members just flooding in like every single month much and, higher than um, 34 at that point yes exactly <laughs> exactly exactly and um yeah it was it was a great experience so basically over my three years there i uh, tripled their revenue from when i first got there and uh, at the time like uh, being like 19 20 years old like tripling uh, the revenue of my parents' business was like mind blowing to me. And uh, it was so awesome to get back to them. And, uh, you know, from there, like a lot of their friends and people around started seeing what I was doing for them. And then people started reaching out to me. And, um, you know, uh, pandemic hit March of 2020. Everyone went into lockdown. Parents' gym had to close down too. So I was like, shit, I have all this extra time. Like, what am I going to do? So as long as I can remember, like since I was a kid, like I've always wanted to be like a businessman, you know? So I said, you know what, this is my opportunity to start my own business. I'm young. Um, if there's a time to take the risk, now's the time to do it. So I spent the next six months, every single day from morning till night, taking courses, networking with people online, uh, trying out different like marketing strategies on, uh, uh, with like my parents' online classes and stuff like that. And I was just getting better so quick because I had no distractions. I literally just locked myself to my room um, in my room. And I would just like from morning to night, all I would do is just take a break to go eat or go do my workout, come back to my room and then just keep studying, keep hustling. And man, I got good so fast. And, um, you know, with like helping my parents, even through a pandemic, like people were seeing like the results I was getting them. And then I started, you know, networking and um, a, like one of their friends came to me, killed it for them. They went and told a friend, killed it for them. And it's just been growing from there. So anyways, like now I'm, I've worked with just over 130 gyms um, all around the world since wow. the, the pandemic. And it's been a crazy ride, man. And so just to, that's incredible, right? Just the way you wrap that up. And Thank you. just to take it into perspective, to go from tripling your parents' revenue, Adam, to now working with 130 gyms, from the time you tripled their revenue to now, what is that time frame? I would say from the time I tripled their revenue, 
uh, till now is about two years. That is awesome. Or just like under that, two years, actually. That is very, very incredible. And I hope you realize that. Uh, the thing that I love about your story, man, is I, I just find so many unique parallels in your life uh, that are similar to mine. Uh, yours is just a lot more, you could say, I love it. It's like a fairy tale story, you know? Like There's just like so much good that's coming out of it. And when you look at the first thing I want to pick apart is, and this is important because we have a lot of business owners or aspiring business owners that listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be a good salesperson or you don't need to feel like you have to have these sales skills to be an absolute, like just wrecking machine at, at closing deals. And I say this based off what you said, where you said you never really had sales experience. But what I would say is you were like a walking, talking advertisement of what someone could be like or what someone is going to experience in your parents dojo because you were able to say like hey I started since I was nine and these are the changes that I've made through my personality and this is how much more confidence I feel and that's something I felt too man I started at nine years old in taekwondo as well that's that's what I find so funny and (laughs) I was one of the first students registered and there's this one quote we actually used to always say it every time we started class there's one portion of it I'll share. And it went like this. And it just reminded me so much of that confidence you spoke of, where it said, uh, you know, to build true confidence through knowledge in the mind, strength in the body, and honesty in the heart. And, you know, when you factor all that in, it's very holistic when it comes to how someone not only physically feels more empowered through martial arts, but spiritually and mentally as well and uh, I, I feel like that right off the bat and speaking with you because I find what's so cool Adam is like you didn't just stop with your parents and that's what I really respect is you just suddenly went okay and a, anyone else could have just that that could have been the hill they died on it's like all right sweet I'll just I'll grow my parents business we'll keep turning into a machine but you humbly recognize that there's so many other gyms during COVID that are suffering badly. And I'm sure that was an awesome and even better opportunity for you to like have people be like, yeah, I could sit down with someone who wants to help my business. Um, I just wanted to know like how that decision-making process was like for you at that time when you were like, all right, what's done is done with my parents. Okay. Maybe I'm just going to take a fraction of my time with theirs and I'm going to start helping other uh, other dojos out possibly within the same area as my parents. I'm not too sure if that happened, but um, like, how did, how did you end up making that decision? And what were some questions you had to ask yourself to then be ready to help other dojos? Get ready to take the guesswork out of choosing a school. Go to an Edmonton Public Schools virtual open house. Ask your questions to learn about their schools and programs and find the one that feels right. All from the comfort of home. Find virtual event dates and learn how to make the most out of your online visit at openhouse.epsb.ca. Know before you go and feel confident and excited when you get there. Yeah, no, great question. Um, you know what? Like, since as long as I can remember, um, even before I got into martial arts, um, one of my like greatest passions was like business. Um, my dad he's really high up in uh, IBM Uh, he's a management consultant there and from when I was like a young kid he was introducing me to CEOs and uh, bringing me around the world meeting like big executives and business people and exposing me to like the lifestyle and what was possible Um, and as honestly like I as long as I can remember I've always told people oh I want to be a CEO one day or oh I want to have my own business even though like I didn't really know what it meant at the time, like being a businessman, but I always knew like that was kind of like the route I went, I wanted to go on. So like, like taking it back a little bit, like when I was finishing up high school, I had to make like a big decision. Like, am I going to go to post-secondary like university or college, or am I just going to like, kind of like try to do my own thing? And um, it was it was really difficult at the time because, you know, to be honest, my dad's like really high up in the corporate world. Right. So obviously he wants me to go like uh, get like a master's degree or go work at these big companies. And I didn't want to go that traditional route. And um, not a lot of people in my life had gone that 
at most people that I know who didn't go to college or university and follow the traditional route, they weren't that successful. So there's no one I could look to who was like, oh, I didn't go to post-secondary, but I still made it, right? Um, so in June of 2017, uh, my last year of high school, actually my last month of high school, I went to New York and um, I was in Brooklyn eating uh, like at a pizza place with my parents. And I'm on Instagram and um, I, I just open up Instagram and I see Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's doing a meetup like 30 minutes away from me. He's like, hey guys, meetup starting in 30 minutes. Like uh, come by if you're in New York. And I was like, you're like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what the hell? Like I've been watching Gary V for years and he's doing a meetup half an hour away from me. Like, is this even real life? So I told my parents, like, we got to get out of here right now. Like, I don't care. Like, we had food coming. We just said, no, like, we got to <laughs> like, no. for it. Just left. Got the Uber right there. Um, went, uh, Gary Vee was there and uh, Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club. He was there too. And um, I went and I met Gary Vee and I asked him for advice. And I said, like, Gary, like, and this clip's on his Instagram, actually. I was like, Gary, um, if you were like 17 again, like, what would you do? And he made a joke at first. He's like, oh, I do whatever the fuck I want. And then everyone started laughing. And then he's like, no, but seriously, like, um, really, like, he's like, I would try out a bunch of different things until I find like what I truly love. And then I'd stick with it and, you know, put my all into that. And um, I, you know, I took that advice to heart, like after high school, um, like before, like, actually, while I was working at my parents' gym, I got my mortgage broker license. I became a mortgage broker for a couple months because nice. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, just to um, try something, right? Just to try it, right? Didn't end up doing anything with it because I thought it was so boring, but uh, I did Pretty it dry. Just, uh, <laughs> just for the experience. Um, That's what I, I felt about real estate. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's so cool to just like show people homes and go through the process. But I was like, oh, but all the other people, all, all the other stuff that they don't show on Instagram isn't so fun doing with all that paperwork, right? Exactly, exactly. You watch all those shows and everything and you think it's going to be crazy. But um, yeah, so I, I did like a, I was a mortgage broker for a bit, tried a couple other different jobs. And then um, working at my like parents gym, like what I realized is like my passion was like with like with marketing, with business, but like also with like strategy, just like thinking, you know, like working at their gym, I gained a lot of confidence in uh, myself because as a kid, you think like, oh, adults know like way more than me. Like, who am I to like make these suggestions to them? But when I'm making suggestions my last year of high school, that's making them a lot of money and helping out their business. Like it's making me realize like, oh, like my like actually like my words have some power to it. Right. Like, well, especially when you're in the mindset of a current present day teenager at that time. And let's just say that's a huge opportunity to capitalize on that market is like there's going to be, let's just say, teenagers your age who want to potentially look into seeing what a dojo is like. So who better than you to know what the mind of a teenager is like? Exactly. Or like, you know, five years prior, you knew what it was like to be a kid and what kids want. And if you can directly advertise towards kids sometimes, they're the ones that are going to go to mom and dad and say, I want to do this. 100%. Mom and dad go, okay, whatever you say, you know, <laughs> whatever <laughs> makes my kid happy, right? Yeah. But uh, it has some merit to it when you say that, right? Exactly. And yeah, that's what I did. Exactly what you're saying. Like I branded their gym like really cool on Instagram and told them to focus on like video content before it got big and everything. And all the kids in like our city, like Barry thought it was like the coolest place and everyone wanted to go to their gym at the time. But um, yeah, you know, um, to like going back to your initial question, like I like as long as I can remember, I knew that I wanted to have my own business. So when uh, I helped my parents triple their revenue and the pandemic started, like months prior to that, I was already thinking of starting my own business. I just didn't know what it was going to be because, you know, I talked to Gary and lots of other people say, you know, follow your passion. But it's so easy for someone to say that. Um, but it's like it's like it's really hard, man. Like thinking of one thing to spend the rest of your life doing like at a young age, that's how you look at it. And like, it was, it was, you know, really difficult, but I thought about everything and I was like, you know what? I really helped my parents. I enjoy this marketing thing. I'm pretty good at it. I got them some good results and their friends were just coming to me. So everything was just happening naturally. So yeah, it was like, it, it was kind of like a combination of me always wanting to do it. And then things just happening naturally with like the pandemic and their friends coming to me. 
Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's like it almost came natural at that point where it made it just made sense to start helping others, right? Exactly. I, I want to, you know, pick a part of your brain and what you experienced that possibly, it's, you know, you may already be very aware of this. You could say, call it an issue or call it something that I, I find many South Asian families go through where uh, there's a family business of some sort. Um, and, you know, the kids are either persuaded to take it over or they have to take it over or it's like, Hey, no, you know what? This is our baby. You go find your own baby. Like there's a lot of different, um, you could say, uh, experiences that, that people have. And I think this was another big reason why I was so excited to have you on Adam is you from how it sounds have managed from both your perspective and your parents be able to trust one another and for them to really see that you as the son coming in, making some business decisions was actually very profitable for their business. And it was the right thing to do. And I'm just wondering if like we tap into that for anyone South Asian or not who have a family business, quote unquote, and they are the, the, the kids of the founders or the, the next generation over are now set or wanting to actually be set. To, to put the business in the right direction, you know, what would be some advice you could give them that really worked for you and your family? And I know that's a two-way street, but uh, what are some things you might've noticed, man, that like just worked really well in your guys' family's favor based off of you being able to come in and like put on that co-owner hat to make some positive changes? I would say uh, regarding that, I would say one thing that I had saw for a while is that in the martial arts industry, it was very behind when it came to marketing and branding, very behind of other industries, specifically like, you know, fitness. It's ultra competitive. Everyone's like on Instagram branding themselves really well. But in martial arts, like it's very traditional. And a lot of these gym owners are like 40s, 50s, 60s. And they don't, they, they, a lot of them like just have a website or they're still using yellow pages and stuff like that. So when I got into my parents' gym, I saw an obvious hole. I was like, this industry is far behind of like so many other industries and they're just like not doing things right. And like, um, maybe, maybe not that they're not doing things right, but they just didn't know any better. I outdated. Guess it's, 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 yeah, it's just outdated. so 2003. Even <laughs> people now who are like, what's a yellow page? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Um, so yeah, like, um, and growing up in high school like I was really into like streetwear and like hip-hop culture and all that stuff so I saw like how like these cool clothing brands and um like how they were positioning themselves and their branding and stuff and I was like what if I take like ideas from that and the people I like on Instagram and stuff and kind of like apply it to this so that's um I saw with that whole like I started recommending them like uh, video content and I started recommending them like focus their budget on like social media at a time where most gyms they would have said like how is it like spending money on photos or videos and they get me new members right they, they didn't understand the whole concept of building a brand but I emphasized that over time and um, yeah I think I think that was my edge I think I realized that um, you know I'm, I'm 22 now like I grew up in the age of like social media Right. So I understand that's one thing that I knew better than all of these adults is I knew social media way better than them. And I knew how to brand better than a lot of them because I grew up with it and it came so natural to me. Right. So I just recommended them things like that. And that was like my big start. So I would say like with other kids who are growing up, like if you work in like one of your parents' businesses, I would say try to leverage like your expertise as like a as like a youth like for example a lot of kids right now everyone's on tiktok mm -hmm. right and most uh business owners they don't want to do tiktok themselves and most businesses in general aren't even doing anything on tiktok right now but tiktok is one of the best platforms to grow organically right now right so if you know if you're working your parents business go recommend helping them with their tiktok do their posts every day build up their brand uh, do some collabs with other people, do some like user generated content. Um, but that's an example. Or, you know, another thing, maybe it's like doing like a YouTube vlog. You know, a lot of kids, they love like YouTubers and they have like certain people they follow. So do a vlog for your, uh, your, your, um, 
your parents' business. But I would say overall, get creative with it. Like, I think that's one of my biggest strengths is that I don't place a box over myself. Like, I believe anything's possible. And I'm always thinking of new ideas, ways to like innovate and uh, ways to do things that, you know, haven't been done before and really push the limits. And I think that's one of my biggest strengths when it's come to my parents' gym. That's awesome, man. Like when you're able to see how fruitful it is growing up in the digital age and just how much of that you grew up in, including myself, is so foreign to our parents. Because I mean, let's be real. They, they didn't start experiencing the stuff until they were like in their 30s, 40s, 50s. They went already so many years without it. So mm -hmm. it's a much bigger change for them uh, compared to how easy it is for us to adapt to it. Right. Exactly. Um, something I was going to add where, you know, we're in such a content oriented society where we're constantly like seeking to look for new content and to experience something, especially when we're on our own and we're on our phones. And, um, you know, whenever I ask myself how people can get to know me, because I love how you earlier, you said earlier, like people want to get to know what the brand is like and who's behind the brand. You know, because once they have an idea of what the quote unquote brand is, they have more buy-in. And that's what we're doing with the podcast, you know, is we're like, all right, if people really want to get to know us, just listen to what we talk about, you know, get a feel for who we're like, because so many people go, oh, that company or that person, who are they? How can I trust this person? You know, and a lot of that trust gets built based off of, uh, you know, people finding some sort of a mutual interest that yeah. you share with them, you know? Exactly. When you put out a lot of this like content on social, um, I think like the biggest key is being authentic, you know, just be a genuine person, be yourself. Cause the thing is no one can be you like you can be you. So why try to, and that's one thing I tried to do when I was younger. Like I saw, I don't know, like a Drake or Kanye or like people from TV shows. And I was like, Oh, I want to be like a, like one big thing uh, when I was younger, like uh, Harvey Specter from Suits, like I saw <laughs> himself and I was like, oh, I want to be like this guy or Conor McGregor, you know, like yeah. Conor doing the Conor McGregor walk everywhere you go <laughs> in the halls in school and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I, I, I saw these guys and I started trying to like emulate them when I was like a teenager because I didn't know any better. I didn't even know who I was yet. Um, but over time, like I realized like my biggest superpower was being myself. And when you be yourself, when you be authentic to who you are and you put out content that's really genuine, people can see it. And some people will see your content and they won't like it. And cool. Like there's billions, like there's yeah, over yeah. 2 billion people on social media. Who cares? Like, cause there's going to be people out there who do resonate with your content. And, um, all you can do is just be genuine to who you are so true and I find when we're so young it's, a, it's funny you say that like I remember I'm still guilty of this sometimes but I, I I know who I am now more more so through you know getting older experiencing life seeing what sticks what doesn't and you know what my morals and values and principles are but man I was such a I was such a chameleon growing up you know that's why I felt like marketing was so easy for me because like I would aspire to be like my sensei or I would aspire to be like, you know, my favorite character on the certain TV shows. So I completely resonate with that, man, where you just want to start acting and being like, um, you know, someone that you feel like fits uh, the mold of what you want to be like. Right. And um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty unique. I, I almost want to transition and pick apart your brain on like the martial artist in you mm -hmm. and you know, I'd love to know, man, like, what are some, what are some things you found that martial arts has taught you outside of the typical, Hey, you know how to kick someone's ass. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I feel that growing up as a kid, I was very, you know, I was fortunate. A lot of people knew that me and my brother trained martial arts. And I, it's funny when people are like, how many street fights did you get in? I'm like, man, like, honestly, like two, <laughs> like, what <laughs> really? That's it. And I'm like, well, yeah, like said, people like I would have, it's funny, you avoid fighting as a martial artist. Exactly. And I know that that's one thing that I learned through it, but uh, I'd be curious to know on your end, man, like what are some things that you feel like, you know, had martial arts not been there, let's just say you ended up doing soccer or football or any other sport, but the actual, let's say act of being a martial artist since you were nine, how has that shaped your identity since we're on that topic? I would say... 
I would say one thing that jumps out to me uh, thinking about it is confidence. I, like um, before I started martial arts, I was not a confident person. I was really shy and antisocial and still in a lot of ways, like I'm an introvert, but martial arts has helped me um, build that confidence. Like I remember before I started martial arts, I was scared to just raise my hand in class, you know, like I didn't want to look stupid in front of the whole class or whatever. And I was like, I didn't really have like much friends or anything at school, but um, you know, doing martial arts, like, um, in, like it, it, in like getting good at a skill for the first time in my life, it just, just helped me establish that confidence. And I was able to take that to lots of other places in my life, you know, like at school or, um, trying out new activities. Like I just had this confidence of like, oh, I've already got good at one thing. I know like to get good at something, you know, you just have to be focused, work hard, stay consistent. So if I apply the same formula to other things in my life, like I can be good at that too. So I'd say that's one thing. And I'd say another thing that like, um, and I touched on this a little bit before, but another thing that always, like, it's probably one of the best lessons I've learned was not to take a loss is a loss. Like even from like when I started my marketing agency, you know, like there's many times, man, like I wanted to quit. Like there's times where things got really tough and, um you know I felt like there's times where I felt like I was going crazy because I was working so hard and everything but um every time like something happened that didn't go my way yeah it would suck but I would just take it as a learning experience and I never gave up you know I always like I told myself like there's some things that you just can't control but the one thing you can control is like um always like improving always getting better from every situation so every single day I've just always looked at everything as getting 1% better. And whenever something like substantial has happened that would probably cause most people to panic or to quit, um, I never have because I know that, you know, I, I can only improve from here. I can only get better. So I, I think that's another huge lesson too. And I, I've applied that to a lot of other areas in my life where I've tried other sports or other activities out and I might've sucked at first and not been the best at it, but um, I've just always thought like, you know what, it's, it's a, you got to fail, uh, fail often because that's how you're going to get better. It's better than doing nothing, right? So um, I think that's another big thing too. Um, and then obviously there's like the, um, the things that, you know, uh, like focus or discipline, like things like that too. Like being disciplined, I guess, is one huge thing, like the work ethic, because I remember competing in Taekwondo and Jiu Jitsu. And if you don't train for a competition, you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I, I guess that was another thing too. Like I didn't like, um, the discipline from like training, like really hard for like, uh, like I would, you know, do school all day. And then I would sometimes be at, uh, the gym from like right after school until late, late at night, like five, six days a week. Right. So it was, uh, it was a lot of hard training and I was able to apply that same worth worth ethic to my business. Like, um, when I worked at my parents' gym, for example, um, like how my routine went was like I'd, in the mornings I'd go work out I'd work at my parents gym from like 11 to like 7 or 11 to 8 and then after I was done work at their gym I'd go back home and I would grind for another like uh, three four hours every wow. single day and a lot of like you know I'm at the age at the time where my friends are hitting me up like people want to chill and yeah they like, come out let's party let's go do this let's go hang out in cars because it's COVID <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah it, it, 100 <laughs> um it was obviously it's tempting being like a young kid and everything but i've like i i know that i have big dreams and um i gotta match those dreams with a strong worth ethic so martial arts really helped um taught me that worth ethic and that you know stays with me to this day wow that's cool man i mean three things really stick out there is you know, increase the confidence as we've been talking about since the beginning of the podcast and this like relentless level of discipline that translates over into work ethic that to someone else would, they would hear that and they go, okay, you're going to burn out or what are you doing? You're working too hard. You need balance. And yes, don't get me wrong. I'm a believer in that now too, but it's like, 
that didn't feel like you were burning yourself to the ground because through martial arts, you were so used to that pace anyway. You know, going to school, okay, then going to train, right? Dinner, sleep, repeat. And like just having that routine at such a young age has allowed you to get used to that. And I love how earlier you talked about how, hey, you know what? I'm in COVID and here's my chance to actually take a big risk. And no matter what happens, there's going to be a big learning lesson or a big valuable opportunity of growth that comes out of this. And one thing, by the way, that I want to touch on about the balance, because a lot of people have uh, brought this up to me, right? Um, So many people in my life, they don't understand why, like, I work so hard. They don't understand why, like, I make all these sacrifices and everything. And, like, one thing, like, so many people used to tell me, like, oh, no, you got to take days off on the weekends, or you shouldn't work as hard, or, you, uh, you know, you should take vacations and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, like there is times for like breaks and everything. But one thing I realized is when you want to do, uh, when you want to achieve greatness or you want to achieve like the impossible or be the best at something, you have to realize that 99% plus of people won't understand what you're doing because they don't want the same things out of their life. So you can, and, and there's nothing like if, if you, take a second, uh, put yourself in their shoes. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with them thinking that because that's the way they've lived their lives. But one thing I've realized is, you know, I'm trying to achieve greatness. Like I have like huge, huge goals, like uh, with my life, um, uh, more than just money, but with legacy and everything. And um, my work ethic has got to match it. And um, that's why like, I like, I work like really, really hard, man. And when people like, telling me like, no, like you should chill or you should take breaks and stuff. Like um, I, I understand it, but at the same time, I also understand like these people don't want out of their life what I want out of my life. So I can't expect these people to um, understand, you know? Yeah, it's like, hey, you don't have the same dreams as I do. And my dreams are forcing me to work this hard now so I can actually turn my dreams into a reality. And it's so cliche and cheesy to say, but... I mean, you make a good point, man. Everyone, depending on where they want to go with their life and what pace they want to be at, I can imagine you're right. You are part of that 1%. You're you're putting in that work right now that's going to get you there. Um, If you don't mind sharing, what do one of those goals look like? Let's let's manifest it right now. (laughs) So um, to like, like my goals are like pretty crazy, but I, I guess they're not crazy to me, but they'll probably sound crazy to most people. Um, I love crazy goals, man. It helps fuel me. You're going to make me stay up to like 4 a.m. today, man, working. It's like, I'm like, you know, Adam's going to be hustling right now. I got to put in the work too. Um, I would say like five-year goals, like right now with Doge Launch in the next five years, I want to be like the number one like uh, com- like company in the martial arts industry. I want to be a one-stop hub where like people, like martial arts gyms can come to me for everything, you know, from their marketing to like their sales or software, like and I just want to be like a center of like innovations, innovation for martial arts gyms, like always on the frontier of like whatever is new, whether it's like VR, AR classes or building dojos in the metaverse or coming out with NFTs as memberships for like, like, I really want to push the limits and be at like the frontier of that and help move this industry forward because I believe that's what this industry needs. And also like it, it goes deeper than the money, right? Like it's like, I martial arts has helped me so much and um, it makes me feel really great when I'm helping these gyms like obviously you know they make a lot of money when I get them new members but they're changing people's lives Uh, people who have never thought about doing martial arts before and I feel like with my marketing like I'm introducing new people to martial arts and changing their lives as well and I've also had lots of gym owners tell me like during the pandemic I saved their business and everything right so such an awesome feeling um, man yeah it's it's so it's so cool to hear that you want to take it to that level of being the icon and the pioneer for everything marketing related for martial arts gyms and you know i'm a big believer in that traditional route not sure if you've already done this but you know i i just also see you setting up booths at tournaments you know where it's like crazy to me when you said all that and i thought i was like there was never ever a single tournament i've ever gone to in jiu-jitsu or taekwondo or mma where there was a a person who can offer marketing services who's ready to talk to gym owners and there's several dozen 
in there in that arena based let's say space where you can be like hey like let me tell you about how i can you know help your business grow have yeah. you heard of dojo launch before let me tell you about it let me learn about your dojo have you ever done something like that before I haven't. I haven't. And that's something like the thing is, like, I started my business like right when the pandemic. Yeah, that's true. Right when like every tournament was canceled for a good year. Exactly. Exactly. It's been pretty hard, but that's something I definitely want to do. You know, I love meeting new people and hearing their stories and everything. So, you know, that is a great idea. But yeah, you know, like these next five years, like that's my main goal right now, like just to like, you know, be number one in this industry and be able to like, also, I feel like when I'm at that point and I have all that capital and everything, like I'll be able to invest so much more back into this business and like do so much more for martial arts gyms and take everything to the next level. And then if we like zoom out like further, like um, and this is where it gets crazy, but like I want to be remembered as like one of the greatest like entrepreneurs of our generation. Like I like yes. when when people talk about like Elon Musk or Steve Jobs, you know, like. I want to like be remembered, like I want to be, I want to have my name in the same breath as them. And to be honest, I have no idea how it's going to happen yet. Like, but I'm only 22 and I've done this much so far. Right. So it's like this, like the sky's a limit, you know, like, I feel like as long as I put my mind to it, I hustle hard. um, I follow my passions. I can do anything. I can do anything. uh, if, If I can, if I can see it and I can believe it, then I can achieve it. I agree, man. And I see wholeheartedly and know that you will be there. 100%. I get that vibe from you. And I know how hard you're working from everything you said. And what's nice is through all that you're genuine. And I find someone is genuinely like has the best interest for their clientele, and actually wants to make an impact on their world and what they know they're good at and how they can help others achieve that same level of success, then yeah, man. I mean, sky's the limit. You take Dojo launch, you just send that sucker all the way to the moon, man. What's going on, second floor family? Did you know that you have a superpower? No, we're not talking about flying or reading minds, although those would be pretty cool to have. You have the ability to help young people see their own superpowers. Boys and girls clubs and big brothers, big sisters of Edmonton and area, also called BGC Bigs, needs you now. Consider sharing your time with a young person. They want to hear your stories. Over the past year, BGC Bigs heard from young people that having a mentor means they are less likely to have anxiety, feel isolated, or struggle with their mental health. But there are over 600 young people waiting for a mentor in their lives today. Explore how you can get involved and watch our community change one life at a time. There is currently a need for mentors in the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or Big Siblings program in school for our youth in care program and for the new prisons program supporting two slgbtq young people there are also a need for virtual tutors who can support young people as they transition back to school and are dealing with the learning loss over the past two years join bgc bigs for a virtual coffee or apply now at bgcbigs.ca or google bgc bigs edmonton your priority, their future. Yep, yep. And then, yeah, like Dojo Launch, like it's, um, you know, right now, like I, it's it's my main thing for this uh, next five years. I really feel like in the next five years, I can t- like uh, be on top of the martial arts industry and really like move it forward, make my impact, like and build this company that continues to move the industry forward. And then, you know, I think like from like, people change over time, right? Like you probably have like things that you were interested in a couple of years ago that probably have changed now. So one thing I also- Oh, big time, man. Two years ago, I wanted to become the CEO of TELUS. Now look at me. And now I'm like, and again, it comes with time, goes back to your point about Gary Vaynerchuk. And now everything I'm doing is fitness related, right? From like running a fitness team for Good Life Fitness, from, you know, having a martial arts studio to running a podcast, bringing on fitness professionals everything is headed in the direction of how can we make every single person believe in martial arts as a way of moving their body and growing um, more confidence mentally. Like that's, that's something. And that's why, you know, part of my French, I fuck with your idea so much because it's like, I want to do the same thing in the capacity of being more so focused on the consumers. You're focused on the gym owners, 
So it's like really unique to just see uh, how both of us have very similar dreams to just, you know, actually make a dent in the martial arts industry and not make it seem like it's just like, oh, I don't really want to do what the kids on Karate Kid do. It's like, no, well, let us show you what you're capable of being able to do. Yeah. Right? Let us show you, like, even when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, how much of a fun way of being fit it can be through learning martial arts. You know, you don't always have to do it to try and break someone's neck, you know? And there's a lot of people, I'm sure, as you've seen, where it's like, you look at someone's dojo and you're like, listen, like, if you want to make money, I love how you said this to me. You're like, you got to start catering to kids. Got to start marketing to families. And that's where a lot of dojos are headed. Anyway, I digress, but I'm just trying to get at like, it's a perfect opportunity with where we're headed in our, in our journeys, you know, and it's just cool to embrace it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And like um, touching on like what you said about like marketing to kids, like uh, there's a lot of gyms that I work with who are still like more of like that old school, like fight club mentality, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, like there's uh, many people who want to go that route, but at the same time, like the youth is a future, right? And you, you know, in every city, like you gotta invest back into the youth. You gotta, you know, when, when you, um, martial arts, like I just think back to what it's done for me, right. And everything I'm doing now and the things I'm going to do in the next 10 years. And I think like, man, like uh, there's so many other kids who like, if they got into martial arts, like imagine what it could do for them. So true, man. I mean, you know, as we, as we wrap up on this note, I'm just curious to know, like, if you're still training martial arts and if that's something you have time for with everything you've been busy with and, you know, where you plan on taking your journey through being a martial artist still. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, regarding like training, like, um, with the pandemic, like there's been times where it's just harder to like, actually like go to the gym and like, cause we're in lockdowns and stuff like that. Right. But no matter what, like I'm always like hitting a workout or I have a bag here. So I'm always like hitting the bag or, um, you know, like a grat, like all, um, you know, grapple and stuff like that with my, like my brothers, like I've, I'm one of like seven siblings. Right. So no way. There you go. You got six siblings to roll around with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm the oldest, so I can kick all of their asses. Yeah. I love it. No, but, uh, yeah, like, I would like it's kind of like just stuff like that right now I'm starting to get back into like jujitsu now that things are open again and I also have um like a boxing train like I'm getting like a lot more into boxing now lately too like boxing has such a rich history and I've um been going back and watching like the Sugar Ray Leonard's like Roberto Duran like Marvin Hagler and I've fell in love with the sweet science so I'm also like also uh, doing that like a couple times a week right now too um but yeah I'm still trying to figure uh, it's hard like but the way I look at it is when people say I don't have time for x it really means this is not a priority and I always feel so much better when I do you know there's times where like I'm working so hard and like oh I don't need to do this like I'm more important stuff but then it, as soon as I do it I feel great. I feel mentally clear. I feel accomplished. I feel I, there's nothing that like that, that matches that feeling. Right. So I think it's so important. And that's why I always try to make the time for it. I always like, no matter what happens, you know, you know, martial arts is one of my passions. I'm a, you know, we could get into this another time, but I'm a huge, huge, like UFC fan and everything too. So um, yeah, I'm always like watching it and, whenever even like i can never stay still like i'm always like throwing punches (laughs) always shadow boxing right (laughs) man that's so many stories there too where like me and my brother would be like waiting at the airport with my mom and then like we're just in line and we're just like shadow boxing and she's like would you guys just stop like sit still and like this is what happens when you enroll us in martial arts so (laughs) i feel you man you're not alone I, i find it so cool with you know, everything you're doing there out East. And this goes without saying, man, if, and when you ever get the chance to come out to Alberta in Edmonton, you're most welcome to come check out my studio and come train, uh, you know, over at my Academy where I'm a student at frontline. Um, we're under Carlson Gracie's, uh, you know, badge and, uh, man, we're always, always welcome to bring, you know, someone such as yourself with so much passion for the arts. And I'd love to just go door knocking with you and introduce you to, you know, a lot of great gyms out here that I'm sure uh, would love your help. And uh, this goes without saying, man, like, 
you know, I'd love to have you on anytime you wish to just follow your journey on the podcast and, you know, your work ethic, your, your discipline, your drive and your, your overall genuineness, man, I know will definitely, uh, it's going to make you go really far in life. And it's just, it's so cool to see how you said, like you're 22 and, you know, you've already impacted, you know, in the three digits over 100 martial arts clubs. And I just can't imagine the families, the, the instructors and the people you've, you know, whose lives you've changed and who you've given hope to, because I'm sure a lot of these people felt like that they were going to have to close down if they didn't meet someone like you to help them out. So just know how big of an impact you hold, man. And you're officially a second floor alumni from here on in. I love that. I love that. Hey, I, I really appreciate you having me on, you know, um, I, uh, again, like I told you this beforehand, but this is my first podcast and I was nervous, man, but you make, uh, you, you're, you're really good at what you do, you know, like, um, when I was talking, like you make, uh, you make me feel so like natural and so easy to talk. And I think you're amazing at what you do. Um, I would love to come back on another time and I'll definitely take you up on that offer of coming out, coming out to you. And likewise, man, like you got to come out if you're ever in Toronto, you know, hit me up and, uh, you know, we can train together. I'll take you to some nice places and everything. And that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. I really appreciate that, man. On uh, on a final note, you know, where can people follow you, Adam, if they want to continue to follow your journey, connect with you, you know, if there's any martial arts instructors or anyone in the same space who would love to learn more about how you can help them, uh, where can they find you to learn more? Yeah, for sure. So for um, any, uh, you know, gym owners out there, you know, if, if you guys need any help with anything, you can check us out at a dojo launch, um, check out our Instagram website, uh, Facebook, it's just at dojo launch, and you can find us or dojo launch.ca. And, um, you know, for people who aren't even ready to do marketing, like, we put out a lot of great content out there for people who can like, like with you, for example, you know, like you weren't ready to uh, do marketing yet, but I give you a lot of great advice that you can go and apply to yourself right now. So I try to do the same thing for a lot of gym owners um, who are out there. So follow along there. And if you want to follow me personally, like you can add me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, uh, just Adam Lodi, A-A-D-A-M-L-O-D-H-I, two A's, uh, it's like a Islamic spelling of the name, but uh, yeah, so uh, feel free to hit me up too, and if you guys have like any other, any questions, or ever want to chat with me, you know, I'd be, I'd be happy to. Awesome, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're you know, listening to this right now, and you're as motivated as I am to stay up till 4am and keep working on your passion, then, uh, you know, feel free to share this with your friends and family. And, you know, as you know, both Adam and I are on our quest to, you know, influence more people around the world to at least try martial arts, or at least, you know, recognize that if you're already in the space, start realizing that there's so much more um, opportunities in being able to expand the horizons and get more people to get excited about checking out your dojo or at least you know becoming the next cobra kai so to speak so you know without further ado if you know anyone like this episode like it share it guys heard where you could find adam adam we appreciate you so much thank you so much for being on the episode and we look forward to having you again man yep thanks so much man appreciate it that's a wrap awesome Ooh. There it is, man. Your 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 first podcast. <laughs> How do I do?